What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Sure, you're probably hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really separates them from everybody else is that Mike is a certified financial planner and he looks at so much more than just the rate when he's designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you know that you can trust them. You're always going to feel like a customer, not a number. If you've gone through the process before and you know, you'd know you rather watch a Wyoming game, root for the Raiders, you know, watch the Dodgers win the World Series, I get it. Normally, it's an awful process, but you've got to work with Mike in Virginia. Trust me, they'll make it smooth, quick, and enjoyable. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choosing when you do. Most importantly, though, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Or you can always call Mike directly, nice and simple, at 970-412-2472. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, in your best DJ Khaled voice, everyone, say it with me. Another one. The Rams, they got another one. Six and one against the Mountain West, nine and two overall. Best start against the conference in the modern era for CSU men's basketball. So that's really good. I mean, simple as that. Your best start, obviously, that's going to be good. Been a little bit of a weird circumstance given the lack of non conference play. But to me, the fact that they didn't get all those non conference games to, you know, get rolling and then they had they had such a brutal game at St. Mary's and then they just you know they they rebound against Santa Clara go right into that Fresno State series and they just you know they've hit the ground running man this team they're tough they're resilient they're unselfish they're athletic I mean it's just so much fun watching them I I do want to make it clear that you know San Jose State they're just not a good team I don't want to say that they suck because I think that's unnecessarily harsh And I have a lot of admiration for that program and what they're doing to help the conference out. Look, it would be really easy to just fold it up and go home. It's been a brutal go for San Jose State. They're displaced. They're in Phoenix, Arizona. They're having to play at a freaking Ability 360, a fitness center, for God's sakes. I mean, what I, I in my article, I wrote it. It would have been a stretch for that to be the setting in a basketball movie let alone a real-life Division I game. Even so, San Jose State, they move on, they persevere, you know, they, they bust their ass, they keep playing. Dude, in that Boise State series, they lost by 52 points in the first game, they lost by two in the second game. That takes a lot of courage to just keep fighting, especially given everything that's going on. It's just, it's not an easy situation for them, for New Mexico, I mean, really, it's a difficult situation for every team in the country, but I mean, to not even be able to to go to your home city, I mean, at least the Rams can do that. Not necessarily their hometowns and, and, you know, around their families, which is unfortunate. And that's also a struggle that many of these student athletes deserve credit for. But San Jose State, man, that, that's just such a brutal situation. You're living in a hotel and you don't even have a real arena to play in. You don't have any fans to support you. Your best player already transferred out. Um, I will say, though, for San Jose State being a perennial dweller, they always seem 
to produce like just a lethal score. And Richard Washington is apparently the next in a long line of scores to come out of San Jose State. I imagine we'll see him playing for a Pac-12 team next year. 35 points, 12 of 26 shooting, a 6 of 13 from three-point line. That was really what it was all about for him. 18 points from behind the arc. Nico Medved mentioned, you know, they, they should have defended him better. 35 points on 26 shots, not great. The thing is, though, it, it's really tough to fault him. I mean, when you look at the box score, nobody else really did anything for San Jose State until it was much too late. Out of their starters, Dalcor got seven, Moore had zero, Washington 35. Uh, Lacewell, I guess, wasn't a starter. Aggie had two points. So just, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Smith, I guess, had eight points. But man, just brutal, brutal all around. Washington deserved more help. It, it really did feel like an IM game. Like he was the one dude on the team that hooped. Everybody that participated in, in, in intramurals knows what that is like when you go up against a team and it's just like the one dude who is probably an all-state player or something and didn't quite get the offers he wanted. And so now he's just at the rec center hooping on everyday people. That's kind of what it was like for San Jose State. Just pass Washington the ball. He's going to put it up. Everybody else defend, try and rebound. Would you have liked to have seen CSU defend him a little bit better? Sure, you know, it would have been nice, especially to see some of those three-pointers contested a little bit more. Ultimately, though, it's just tough to be to be upset. I mean, CSU dominated this game in every single aspect. They shot 21% better from the field. They were better from the three-point line, better from the free-throw line. They were 100% from the free-throw line, 8 of 8. I'm always going to highlight when a team goes eight for eight at the free or, you know, goes 100 percent at the free throw line. Was it, you know, a massive factor because of the score? No, not really, but it can be. And it's just that mindset. You know, free throws are free. Hit them. They're free. Come on. Uh, 14 turnovers. Way too many. Uh, got kind of sloppy at the beginning of the second half. That was something that Nico Medved mentioned. It's again, though, it's like it's human. It's a weird setting. They were up big, you know, not. Not a huge deal. They only gave up 16 points off of it. Not the end of the world. But it's kind of like free throws. You know, again, it's that mentality. No, it didn't burn you today, but it could have burned you in a much closer game. And so you just, you want to try and limit that stuff, you know, and and they will. It's not going to be a problem. This isn't a team that's sloppy. Every now and then they get a little reckless in transition. And I think it's just because they're trying to play fast. And honestly, because that's one of their greatest strengths, I just don't have a beef with it. I mean, transition made all the difference. They had 24 fast break points compared to three from San Jose State. They couldn't keep up with them. And the thing that was really encouraging to me, it was active defense. They had a ton of steals in midcourt, but it was also really unselfish offense. They were looking to make that pass in transition to an open teammate. There's no selfish players on this team. And it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing, guys. Like I've covered some ballers over the years, some really good players, but I've never covered a team that was this collectively bought in, that understood how each other played so well, played within the flow of the game, didn't try and get selfish and do things, you know, that were without that were out of the flow of the game. They just do their thing, whether they're down 26, whether they're up 20, they just play. And that's so valuable. That was the case for you know, Utah State all those years under Sam Merrill. And the reason is, 
they had that presence, you know, that leadership presence, the strong, you know, Sam Merrill and Kata and Diego Brito and all these dudes, Abel Porter. This was a team that played a lot of minutes together and they knew like, look, sometimes things are going to go weird. Just keep doing our thing. We're a good team. Eventually it's going to work out. That's what this Rams team does. And that's why even when they only scored 33 points at St. Mary's and everyone was panicking, the sky is falling. Oh my God, what are we going to do? This team sucks. We're not going to be able to win. We got to shake up the lineup, fire the coach, this, that. Just take a deep breath because it's basketball. It's a game of runs. That's what happens. Steady. Stay steady. Got to have that cool, cool presence. Can't get too high. Can't get too low. Man, I am sounding like a coach right now. It's true, though. (laughs) A lot of cliches are rooted in truth, and this is one of those instances. All right, just briefly running through the box score, uh, Kendall Moore, the leading scorer, 18 points, 7-11 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. I mean, this dude just gets it. Two steals, only one turnover, a team high plus 28. Listen to this. Kendall Moore, plus 28. Isaiah Stevens, plus 20. James Moore's plus 26. David Rowdy, plus 20. Thistlewood, plus 20. John Tanjay, plus 15. PJ Bird, plus 25. Isaiah Rivera, plus 13. Man, everybody all over the floor making a positive impact. Deshaun Thomas, man, he wasn't positive, and that wasn't really his fault. That was because he had to play some of those late minutes where uh, San Jose State scored some garbage buckets. He still finished at zero. It wasn't like he was in the negative. He's He continues to do his thing. He's going to be really solid come March. I'm just really intrigued by this whole team, man. James Moores is improving. We're seeing him get more aggressive. Four of four from the field. He's always had the ability to put it on the floor and drive. And I've talked about that a lot. And actually, Medved talked about that. But what's really been encouraging is he is really starting to develop nice, nice foot feet work, footwork, <laughs> footwork under the paint. Man, he, under the rim. My God, I'm getting all tongue-tied. In the paint, under the rim. He can play with his back to the rim. That is a big deal. That's what makes guys like Namus Kata so difficult to guard, man. When guys, when they can back you in and, and use their size to their advantage, and then they actually have the skill and the touch to finish, man, it's going to make CSU so dangerous. I know people are a little bit worried about the lack of size that the Rams have down low. It could be a factor, especially, you know, watching teams like Utah State with Namus Kata, Justin Bean. And I'm actually going to talk about them a little bit more uh, at the end of the podcast. But man, I think the future is very bright. And that Jenison kid, Jacob Jenison, he's going to be a stud too. So I'm just not that worried about it. With you know what you have with guys like DT, David Roddy at the four. I mean, Roddy's kind of like a two, three, four, five, whatever, whatever you need him to be. Kind of like Nikola Jokic in a sense. Much different style of game, obviously. Just a jack of all trades is what I mean. Swiss Army knife for the offense and defense. You need guys like that. This whole team, man, they just play so well together. I'm really intrigued. Um, you got a really tough series coming up against Utah State. And that's that kind of makes this game on Saturday a must win. I, I, hate, I hate using that term. Because if I call it a must win, and for some fluky reason they fall to San Jose State, everybody's going to panic again like St. Mary's. And they shouldn't should be upset if you lose this game. They're clearly the better team. But I just, I, I don't want to put that type of pressure on it. But looking at what Utah State has been doing, 
They are one of the best defensive teams in the entire country, guys. Really good. So I'm going to talk about them in just a second. Uh, But first, a word from our partners, DraftKings Sportsbook. While the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action, and there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried it yet, head to the App Store. What are you waiting for? To celebrate this year's NFL playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new players the chance to bet on any of this weekend's professional action at 100-1 to odds. That's right, all you've got to do, bet $1 on any football game this weekend, and if your team wins, you cash $100. While we are excited for football, let's not forget, the 2021 basketball season has already tipped off. Go check out everything that they have to offer, including live bets, player props, all kinds of fun stuff. You can do parlays. It's just a blast. I currently suck at betting on the NBA. We'll figure it out. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. When you do, you can get 100 to 1 odds on any football game this weekend. Again, that code DNVR for your chance to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. We're going to obviously talk about the Utah State Series plenty uh, after this San Jose State Series concludes. Going to go into it in in great detail. I'm really looking forward to it. I wish that I would be able to actually go out to Logan. It, It would just be a blast. I mean, especially if they had a full capacity crowd out there. It's been fun to see that program grow over the last couple of years. It's just good for the league. But, uh, man, I'm starting to wonder if we all discredited Utah State a little too soon. I certainly did. I just I thought that the loss of, of Sam Merrill and, and Diego Brito and um, Abel Porter would impact this team a lot more. I mean, that would be like if a couple of years from now, CSU, imagine they'd been on a run, they'd been doing their thing for a couple of years, the Rams lose Isaiah Stevens, like Thistlewood, and John Tanjay. Let's say we lose let's say they lost all three of those in one offseason. And then the next season they just didn't skip a beat. I mean, that's what Utah State is doing. They're undefeated in league play. They're number seven in the country in adjusted defense, according to Ken Palm. I mean, the only teams ahead of them, Clemson, Tennessee, Baylor, Houston, Texas Tech, and Texas. All of those teams are top 20 teams. Uh, Clemson not, I guess, but everyone else. Man. Man. Craig Smith deserves just a ton of credit for what he's been able to build down there. And, and a lot of it, you know, when you have a dude like Niamh Kata and Sam Merrill, like that's who you get to start your program with, you're probably going to have success. I mean, those are two of the better players that have come through the Mountain West in the last decade. But it's some of the other guys, man, like Justin Bean. What a find. Dude's a stud, an absolute stud, a really complete post player, good passer, dominant rebounder. Great defensively, gets a ton of steals. This team is just crazy deep. Crazy, crazy deep. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder, uh, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath, you know, coming down to it as we approach this NCAA tournament time. Teams like Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, Colorado State. 
is a team like the Aggies, are they able to kind of separate themselves from the field and, and sweep some of these teams and, and kind of establish themselves as that clear-cut number one team in the Mountain West? Or does it become a situation kind of like the, the Big Ten or you know the Big 12 or even the Pac-12 to an extent where it's just a lot of cannibalization, a lot of good teams beating each other? If that's the case, it could actually be bad for the Mountain West's chances of getting multiple teams into the NCAA tournament. You almost want to have like two really, really top-heavy teams. Everybody else is okay. And then you know the second team ends up squeaking out a win in the Mountain West tournament or something like that. They just they don't get the benefit of the doubt like a like a conference like the Big Ten does. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. We've all seen it play out a million times. We know how this process works. That said, you know, at least in college basketball, I can just appreciate the fact that there is a clear path to, you know, the NCAA tournament for everybody. If you schedule right, if you do what you need to do, if you win, that's just not the case in football. I mean, you can run the table and not even get a chance. So it's just completely different. If you run the table, you will get an opportunity. That's just how it works in college basketball. I don't want to spend too much time on it because, like I said, I am going to break break like the matchups down and really dive into this Utah State series before that game starts on Tuesday. But, man, got to get this win on Saturday. Got to take care of business. And, you know, if you can end up splitting in Logan and end up finishing, you know, two and two against San Diego State and Utah State on the road, be pretty damn impressive. That's where I'm at. The, uh, the last thing that I wanted to wrap up here is just some conference expansion talk. It sounds like San Diego State, along with Boise State, is interested in making a jump to the American Conference, or at least they are exploring the possibility. That would make me a little bit more nervous. Just Boise, I don't, I don't really see a possibility of that working, but if San Diego State jumps with them, all of a sudden they have a travel partner. Logistically, it becomes a whole lot easier from a scheduling standpoint. You essentially just do it like the Pac-12 does and have teams, you know, do a road trip when they go to Utah and Colorado. You would just do the same thing like Houston. You go to San Diego, then you go to Boise. But even so, I just don't see how they'd be able to make money doing this. Maybe they don't care. Maybe it's all about football and they're just like, we'll figure it out with the rest. But the uh, the Mountain West would be in a really really bad spot if they lost those two teams. That would essentially be the death of the league. It would be the death of the league. Let's just be honest. I've been pretty open with my assessment that I think Craig Thompson at times gets blamed for things that are well out of his control. I will say, though, we're we're in do-or-die time for the Mountain West. They gotta do something to separate themselves and distinguish themselves as a legitimate conference that deserves to be respected. Now, I don't know if that's trying to add teams or maybe trimming some fat or or what, but they got to do something because, you know, I've talked about it. I make fun of the American for branding themselves as the power six or whatever, but they're getting the recognition and the Mountain West isn't. So you got to try something. You can't just go down and, and you know, you don't want to strike out without even swinging. Take a crack. Take a crack up there. You're already at the plate. You might as well try. So, I don't know, man. It's it's a weird time. It's going to be an interesting time. I will say this. If Boise State and, you know, San Diego State, they want to get out, teams like 
CSU and Wyoming, uh, they should be doing everything they can to hitch their wagon to that and see if they could also be a part of a, a potential jump to the American. Do not get left in the dust. That's all I know. Figure it out. Figure it out. All right. We will be back. Obviously have live coverage of that game on Saturday. Weird circumstances. <laughs> but uh, hopefully the Rams are able to take care of business, complete that sweep. Going to be talking all kinds of stuff. NFL draft. Make sure you're keeping up with the draft pod. DNVR madness. All that fun stuff. Going to be a fun couple of months as we approach the NCAA tournament. All right. Thank you to everybody that continues to support my work. I could not do this without you. You truly do make my dreams come true. All right. Much love. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.